what the f like bam you know i played that um uh, for Ricky, Ricky's like, what the fuck was that? Because <laughs> I, I forgot to sync, I forgot to turn everything on when they were here, so he didn't hear it that time. But he heard it the other day. He's like, well, what the fuck was that? I'm like, it's just Zach. It's our sync. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, You'll figure it out. It's like he doesn't. He didn't get to hear the classic. Plug me up, daddy. No, he'd have to go back a little bit to hear that one. You'd have to go back a little bit to hear that one. That was uh, good days. <laughs> good times. Making Andy feel wrong about himself every time. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Andy. Poor Andy. All right. Hitting the music. Let's go. Hello, welcome into Animan Plus, episode 82. I'm Alex Light with Sparky3. Hope you're having an incredible day, whatever day you're watching or listening to this podcast. Uh, I got Zach here in the studio. Zach, how you doing? How you feeling this wonderful Thursday? I'm doing good. Ready for Anime Thursday, I guess. Anime Thursday? I don't know what we're going to call this. Anime Thursday, that's it. No. Oh. I said you it, said it. I said it and immediately hated it. Every time you, every time you say, and I got Zach here with me. How are you doing? How are you feeling? I go... What kind of nonsense can I say? And I'm not always happy with what I say. <laughs> it just comes out. Yes, you know, yeah, it's exactly I, it. Yeah, I mean, I feel that. That's half the shit that I say. I mean, the world should not have allowed me to have a mic to talk into. <laughs> That's just the bottom line. Uh, but if you could like this video, subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend. We definitely appreciate that. Make sure to also check us out at sparky3.com. You can sign up for free or sign up five bucks a month. And check out uh, like a couple of our partnerships like Rogue Energy, user for a link down below, promo code SPARKY30 to get 10% off. And Red Dragon, user for a link and promo code GAMESTHETIC to get 10% off. Uh, today should be a pretty fun episode. Got some good conversations with a couple of these shows. And uh, had a lot pop out at Crunchyroll Expo. A lot popped out there. New Chainsaw Man trailer, a couple other things. Uh, I watched the Tokyo Avengers live action movie finally. So I'll chat about that. Lots of good stuff on today's episode chat about. Uh, one thing to note is for the next two weeks, we will not be posting normal episodes of us talking about the anime stuff because we're actually taking off the next two weeks uh but we, we will still put up some episodes but they're going to be you know our, our normal special topic ones so one of these two weeks we'll put out um big five big threes yeah. per per decade we've personally named them as well as the big five big three that we believe will be the big five big three by the time the 2020s are done so that's gonna be a good one uh, possibly some controversial takes in there. You know, everyone has a different opinion for the most part. You know, everyone can pretty much agree on big three per decade. Usually, yeah. Uh, Except maybe the 2010s. People probably have some pretty different opinions on that one. You know, you know the, uh, the 2000s and the 90s, I, I think everyone will have the same ones. It, you can't really argue with that. It's hard to argue with them at this point in time. It, it is. So, you know, it should be a pretty fun one. And then we'll also do an episode on, in our opinion, the best gateway animes to get someone who's never watched an anime before into anime we'll go over our picks on that one and why we picked them so that should also be a pretty fun conversation uh and then we'll be back on our normal routine um i think we'll have another we'll have another topic based episode in the beginning of october as well probably i'll be on vacation and not here and not even worrying about a single podcast and it's gonna be great so we'll put out a topic one there which i don't i, I think we're gonna do Something that we've never done, and I'm shocked that it's been like, you know, almost two years of doing this show, and we've never done it, but our top ten favorite series of all time. I know that one. Yeah. It's wild to me that we haven't done that yet. I'm pretty sure if you go through all of our topics and just the episodes, you can probably piece can together our yeah. top <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You, well, for me, yes, 100%. Uh, for, for me, a thousand percent. People can go through the bonus episodes or whatever and be like, all right, yeah, all right, I've, I've got like Alex's top five. I mean, it, it's, not that hard, it's not that hard to figure out. At least you can figure out at least like three of the top five for sure. Yeah. You know, the other two, you can just probably just guess, but uh, it's not, uh, it, you know, it, it'll be fun though. It'll be fun. I feel like some of my picks though in the, like the, the you know, the six to 10 range. Could maybe shock a couple people, you know, here and there. Possibly. We'll see. I, based on what I know is going to be in there, I feel like it could shock some people. But you know what's going to be the real shocking to everyone? What's that? The opinions of Josh Pillow. Shout out to the Josh Pillow. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate the input. <laughs> we should actually get a list and just, and just put it on the Josh Pillow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will. Now, here's the thing. Should I actually ask Josh for a top 10 or just make up our own list? 
you know, we'll, we'll be respectful to Josh and we'll put One Piece as number one. But then after that, should we just like put the most obscure things possible? I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure. I would have to go back through some of our early episodes. Could I actually get a top 10 out of the stuff he said? So the only ones that I would know, obviously One Piece, uh, Trigun would be up there. Demon Slayer. Would it though? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure, honestly. Okay, maybe not. Uh, I know not Attack on Titan no. anymore. That that got burned for him. I would probably guess Dragon Ball is up there. Yeah. I would probably assume that. Naruto would probably... Well, I don't know. He forgets that he read Naruto all the time. <laughs> but I bet he would still put it on there. <laughs> he though. probably would, yeah. Uh, he you know, he read Bleach, and he really enjoyed Bleach. So maybe that one. But like he, he never talked about it on the podcast. I don't know how much he loves it. You know what I mean? He just told me how much he really enjoyed it. I don't know how, if Tokyo would be on there. Uh <sighs> That's, I don't know. I don't know what Josh's top ten would be. I don't even think he knows. I don't think. Okay, maybe not. We'll <laughs> he see. probably doesn't know. Honestly, I don't know what his top ten would be. I don't know if like ReZero would be on there. He really enjoyed that. He did. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Josh is a weird one though. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, it'll be a fun episode, nonetheless. Nonetheless. Uh. So yeah, this week uh, we did the Control Expo. A lot of stuff popped off there. We didn't uh, do shit. Huh? We didn't do shit. Well, we didn't do shit. <laughs> it would have. But we as, a, we as a community had it. You know. Uh, a lot of shit popped off, of course. New uh, Chainsaw Man trailer. Yes. Uh, that was pretty hype there. Uh, confirmed for October, so that's pretty good. Good stuff, good stuff. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. We're going to be busy. We're going to be very, very busy. Um, we did get the announcement of Tower of God Season 2, but no Season 2 announcements for the other two Webtoon animes. Which is interesting. Yeah. But, I mean... To be Tower fair, of God was the most successful of the three. And it was also the first one. Yeah. So you never know. The other two may drag along. We'll see. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Because, like, the content that would come for both God of High School and Noblesse, like, after what we got for those, they're, they're, it's great content, bro. I just know that after seeing the, I haven't actually watched the Tower of God trailer, but seeing, I didn't either. seeing the thumbnail for it and seeing the characters on it, I'm going, yep, anyone who's never read Tower of God is confused as fuck right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Oh, uh, that's fair. Uh, also got, uh, what was it Demon Slayer Zero coming to yep. Crunchyroll here in just like what a couple Wait, weeks? Demon Slayer Zero? Not G- JJK. You mean JJK. J- Jujutsu Kaisen <laughs> yeah. Zero? Yeah, sorry. You said Demon Slayer Zero and yeah, I agreed like, with what? it, then went, "Wait, what is that?" <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, let me hop over on Twitter. Uh, I know. Yeah, that's coming out here in just like a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty hype. Uh, what else did we have come out of there? Uh, probably just like more trailers. High getting its next season. Yep. Uh, that's 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 pretty interesting. I got a, a visual teaser of Shield Hero season three. It's coming out. Shut up. Don't even start that. Like you did with two. <laughs> I mean, it was Kevin. Out. Season two was coming out. Yeah. It just kept getting pushed back. Yeah. I mean, fair. I uh, got a new key visual for uh, Bleach. Shout out to that. Shout out to that. Which also, I, I pointed this out to uh, you know our other friend Zach, who's you know a massive you know Bleach fan, whatever. You know, one of the, like the key promotionals from like the trailers for Bleach is like that super sick animated shot, a side shot of Ichigo in the rain looking super serious, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now that I have gotten to the Thousand Year Blood War in the manga, and I know what happens immediately after that, I just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like You have like this super epic shot for promotion. And you know, I don't give a fuck. Like this series has been done for years. This this final season in theory shouldn't have even happened, you know, with where the anime stood. So I don't care to spoil this. I mean, the anime stayed pretty consistent with the manga. So the it, the manga was still going when the anime yeah. ended because they yeah, caught yeah. up and were like we got nothing. We don't want to do another just bullshit arc. So Yeah, yeah. So bottom I bottom line, I don't care to spoil it. So like basically like you have that sick shot, right? Of him looking super cool in the rain. You know, it's a shot where it's like, I think it was, um, you know, uh, Rukia's brother um, is talking to him at that mm-hmm. shot is what Aizen. it was. Uh, not, <laughs> not Aizen. That's not right. Uh, Byakuya. Byakuya, yeah. Uh, and then it's like, you know, each, you know, it's just like, oh, save the soul society, whatever. It's like super epic shot. And it's like five minutes later, Ichio gets his shit rocked. <laughs> like, like, that's your promotional shot. But then like immediately after that shot, Ichio's going to be face down in the dirt. <laughs> But that's Bleach, though. That is, is. That's Bleach. That, I told Zach that was one of my biggest complaints about Bleach is, like, nonstop, nonstop, these AMC, characters get rocked. They get rocked all the time. None of the main cast is safe. They'll be get, they'll get epic moments, but you have – it's a coin flip. Yeah. Did Kubo let him win, or did he put him in the dirt? <laughs> dude, or, or did the they time. Or did they win and still hit the dirt? <laughs> exactly. Like, dude, every fight, every single – it takes it to, like – it almost like just an annoying level where it's like for me personally, now that I finally have read bleach and I've already read Naruto and I've, I've read up on one piece, 
I can see how Bleach was the one, you know, the one outside looking in. You know what I mean? I, I I can see it. I can see different aspects in the writing and stuff where it's like, okay, I can see how you're the out the one that's the outside looking in. You know, compared to the other ones, still part of the big three, of course. I get that, but I I, I can I can see some points on that. But I mean, Bleach is good. I, I haven't finished Thousand Year Blood War because I'm in that same state as I was for One Piece when we were starting Animan back mm-hmm. in the day. Uh, and I read 940 chapters in less than two weeks. Yay! To, and I was like only like 30 chapters behind from being caught up, but I just I could not mentally do it. Where I was like, I have to stop. I've I've read too much of this, <laughs> and it took like four months before I finally caught up. So that's the point that I'm at at Bleach is that I've read like 400 something chapters in like what two weeks, and I'm just like, all right, well. I'm I'm to the point where I can now watch the anime, so I'm good. <laughs> we'll finish this when we finish it. You know, that's the main thing. We'll finish when we finish it. Um, but I, like I like I said earlier though, uh, I did finish. Um, uh, I did watch Tokyo Avengers live action movie. It was it was honestly very enjoyable, and I can see where they wrote this movie in a sense of where it's like even though we did get the news recently, there will be a second movie. You can tell where they wrote this movie with the intention of, hey, if this is a one-off movie, the story is going to feel complete. You okay. I mean? that, that's how it was essentially wrote, is like by the time that it's you know done, you're going to feel like the movie and the story's done. Does it end about the same time the, the anime ended, or did it go further? Well, the anime ended at Bloody Halloween, so no. Yes, okay. Because also with this, they also cut a lot of content to make up for it being a movie. So like they cut weeks out of the out of the story oh. because instead of it being the battle of eight three, it's the battle of seven thirteen. Yeah, they, they moved it up a few weeks because they cut out weeks. I mean, of it's content. it's still catchy, but it's not the same. It's not the same. No, <laughs> the, there was a lot of changes with that, you know, because um, I, I haven't gone back and checked out how the battle of eight three started. But correct me if I'm wrong. When it came to the battle of eight three, like there was no thing supposed to happen right in the story. Like, you know, between the gangs, like, like everyone was at the festival having a good time. Was that, was that how it was for the battle of eight three? So it wasn't like a set thing. Like they didn't have planned. No. Okay. Cause that's where this movie also differed because I, I, I it's been a while since I've gone back and checked out battle of eight three, but I specifically remember Mikey just being in like regular clothes. Yeah, he was just in like his pajamas. Yeah, he was just chilling. No, so in the movies, like they had like a plan set up between like you know Toman and Mo- you know Mobius, who they absorbed. Yeah, where they had plans to go do something. Oh no! And it all fell through, and Mikey realized that they had been duped. So like when I saw that, I'm like, okay, so this is also a difference as well, because with this film, like you know, in part of like that cut content, part of the cut content was Takamichi going back in time mm-hmm. where he talked to Osanai, and yeah. after Osanai, it's just like you know everything changed after Draken died, yeah. whatever. So Takamichi knew Draken was gonna die based on when he came back to the future, uh, or back to the present, and he talked to um, uh, Akun uh, when he jumped off the roof. Akun told him then it's like you know that you know Draken died. I think that's what it was. Well, Akun also references that in the original anime, too. Yeah. So, like, that took place. You know, Takamichi ends up going back to the past. But, like, Takamichi doesn't come back to the future again to talk to Osana. That whole sequence, that doesn't happen. Like, there's a lot of cut content in that sense. Because, like, with that, Osana is kind of set up as one of the main antagonists, in a sense. Like, you know, he's not not the main. Because, really, the main antagonist is... um, the guy that stabs Draken, the guy that Takamichi first fought at, you know, when he met Mikey, what's his name? Yeah, I forget his name. Kiyomasa. Kiyomasa. He's kind of built as the main antagonist, the final boss of this movie. But, like, the reason why I say... I mean, o- he is for Takamichi, but hey. Yeah, I know. But, like, the reason I say Osanai is kind of built as, like, the final boss also is because uh, Hama, he's in the movie, but he he's not the one fighting Mikey at that battle. He's a, he's in the background. Osanai is the one fighting Mikey, which I'm not a fan of that direction because, like... Mikey dropped Osanai like yeah, nothing. Yeah, he got wrecked. Yeah, so the fact that we're in this battle of, of 713 or the battle, you know, this versions of the battle of 8-3 and Mikey struggling versus Osanai, I wasn't a fan of that. That direction I didn't, because Mikey already rocked him earlier in the film. Yeah. But, I mean, the film was enjoyable. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. I was hooked, didn't look at my phone at all. I was having a great time. Uh, music's fantastic. I thought the acting was pretty solid across the board. Uh, for all the characters and like i said it does end in a sense of like it feels done so it's like you know they you know the movie is you know ending with the past sequence of you know him saving draken draken is confirmed to be alive you do see you know um 
God, I cannot believe I rem- I'm forgetting that scumbag's name. Who's like the main antagonist again? Kita, whatever. I can't think of his name. Yeah, see, I'm blanking. The douchebag. Everyone yeah. hates him. I cannot believe I'm forgetting his name right now. You know, he's literally show- the only Tans character. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, he's, he's there in a few shots and stuff, but with how the movie ends, it ends with, you know, Mikey crying that Draken's alive, whatever. Takamichi ended up going back to the past. And as Takamichi, you know, is going to, uh, you know, Hina's house, you know, where, uh, you know, Naoto is, whatever, you know, you'll see Akun, you know, successfully being a, you know, a stylist. You, you'll see him step out waiting for his customer to come in. Takamichi already ran by. It's happy, upbeat music. And when the door opens, it's Hina, and that's the end of the movie. So it ends in a sense like, all right, okay. mission, mission accomplished. Yeah. You know, it's like it feels complete. But, you know, even though they, they cut content out of it, I think it was still a fine movie. Because, like, the thing is, like, people are going to be upset that cut contents out of it, you know, because they're such fans of the manga or the yeah. movie or anime. But if, like, if you want a solid live-action movie, you got to have some cuts. Yeah, you got to cut some you, stuff you out. you got to Unfortunately. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to be good. The Osanai thing makes sense to me. It does. I mean, it does, but it still just bothers me. Because, you know, like I said, Mikey rocked him with two kicks in the movie. See, it doesn't make sense that he would end up being, like, the big bad. The one but... that, the, well, the big bad that Mikey had to fight. Yeah. You know, Kiyomasa was the real big bad of this, essentially. You know, even... Even though there was like those hints with, you know, the the douchebag and Hanma, where it's like they're kind of like, you know, they're teased as like these background evil characters, yeah. but they don't actually have a role in the whole thing. Because like Hanma, you see him twice in the movie, which makes no, sense. Three times, you see him three times, which makes sense. You see him one time. The first time you see Hanma was in the the present, where you see him standing up on a balcony overlooking when Akun killed himself. Okay. The next shot was uh, him in the arcade. You know, Moby's is yep. whatever. And the last shot was him watching the Battle of Thirteen from a balcony, where he's just like he just laughs and walks away. Yeah, and the only time that you see uh, Hanma's not that scheming. He likes to throw hands. Exactly, I know, right? <laughs> and then the, for the other for the other douchebag character, you see him more in the in the in the present than you do in the past. Hmm. Like really, the only time you see him in the past is once um, Mikey realizes that they've been duped, whatever. Because like you know, they're all in their Toman gear, they're ready to go do something, yeah. and they're waiting on the Mobius group. And then you know, Mikey's just like. You know, where the hell is Draken? He's fucking late. Because it went from one scene of Draken by himself. It's like, oh, Mikey's late. And he takes it to Mikey and the Toman where it's like, oh, Draken's late. You know, and then Mikey's it's like, you know, who who said who set this up? It's like, oh, this guy did. No, this guy did. No, Osan I did. No, this guy did. And Mikey's just like, we've been duped. And he bounces, whatever. And as he's riding on his bike, uh, douchebag is walking. And Mikey does like a nice sick slide and stops because, you know, he's in Mobius gear. And Mikey's just like, who the hell are you? And, and, and he just like, kind of chuckles and turns around and keeps on walking and then Mikey just goes about his business. So that's the only time you really see him in the past. Right? It's like it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. And you know, know it, you know, if you've read the manga and watched the anime, it's kind of weird how how it set that up, but Oh well. It was still a good movie nonetheless. I enjoyed it. Uh you got anything you want to chat about? You ready to hop into some stuff? No, I got nothing. All right, let's hop into it. We'll start off with Overlord uh season 4, episode 6. What do we got? So, this was an interesting episode. So, Discovered that the Koga beast creatures are going to attack the Dwarven Kingdom. And it starts with a whole shot of the doors being attacked and being overrun and the whatnot and having to shut a gate and sacrifice the people who are still out fighting. Mm-hmm. And then a s- scout just comes up. He's like, Captain, there's a undead creature. <laughs> undead? They're all questions like, yes, he com- says he comes for good intentions. Okay. They go out. <laughs> out there he has a whole moment with Ayn's declaring who he is learning about the attack and just like we wish to help you would you allow us to aid us and the guy's just like well i have to go back and and ask the council he's just like i have a saying from where i'm from men get things done councils run around in circles damn (laughs) he gets down for the window he's like sir what are you doing he just opens aid us (laughs) and then it's just a shot of the creatures fighting and just sitting outside the door like yeah, we're going to get them. The doors open. It's like, oh, are they surrendering? Let's get those small bastards. And just, ah, ah, screaming blood. Skeleton knights run out. And just all of them running. And just a moment of a leader going, what's happening? Oh, God, what are those things? <laughs> and it just leads to a massacre. And the leader guy managing to cut the steel-made bridge and knock down the skeleton knights and sacrifice some men, but save the rest. And it's a nice shot when the skeletons and knights it's falling and it's just it's so focused on its orders to massacre. It literally grabs one of the creatures falling with it and throws it at the commander guy. And it's just a nice meaty 
<laughs> and just blood splatters on the guy as he's looking down. <laughs> then it just continues with the rest of the episode of Heinz uh, talking to the Dwarven Council, telling him why he's there and everything, and just being like, I want to make trade and everything. I want to help build up the runesmith, and I will aid you in taking back your royal capital. But in turn, I want all the runesmiths to move to my country, and yada, yada, yada. He leaves the room, and all the council members are like, What's wrong with that creature? Did you see how powerful it is? It could have murdered all of us. There's something wrong here. How can you trust him with something that can't even drink? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs> That's a fair point. Um, and more or less them having their doubts and whatnot, thinking that he's a skeleton. He must have evil intentions. He wants his hostages. That's why he wants all the runesmiths and what he not. And it just ends up with them going, he's the only one who can help us, aid us in this time when we need it. They agree to his proposal. They're just like, on one condition, we have Dor- Dorvan delegations come to inspect under that they're not being mistreated. It's like, all right, all right cool. Yeah, that works. So we doing this? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, then he goes to all the runesmiths and them. He bribed them all to show up by passing the one runesmith he met in the previous episode, passing around some of his liquor he had created in his kingdom. And all the doors are showing up to get some more liquor. Um, he shows up, gives them all a rousing speech about rune crafting and whatnot, and how he wants to aid them in making a true rune technology and whatnot. Pulls out a sword that has 20 runes on it, and all of them are amazed and everything because the most they've ever done in the past 200 years is six runes on a single hammer. More or less getting them all pumped up and everything to come and progress and everything. One, the main dwarf who he's talked to just has a moment where he's crying. He's like, this kingdom truly has given up runesmithing. They're willing to give us all up. And then Heinz pepping him. I'm just like, well, if one kingdom's willing to get rid of him, there's another willing to take him in and accept him. Has a whole moment. They walk off. Then he prepares to go take the royal capital and all this fun stuff. And the guy's just, the guy volunteers to lead him. And she's like, I can't let you sacrifice yourself. And he's just like, there's a secret book of runesmithing in the capital. Why should I leave it with the kingdom who cares not about runesmithing? I think I'll have a bout of blindness when we pass the treasury. Carries on. <laughs> they have a moment. And then the guy, then it, of course, has the natural overlord thing of him going like, this is a super da- dangerous place that we'll have to. Flies over. Well, this is a, flies over. Well, this is a poisonous place even. We can't just fly over it. His vampire, Ein's vampire. Well, as an undead, we don't really need to bleed breathe and i was like yeah we'll just protect you two living people with this magic flies over (laughs) (laughs) and then how did the episode end it ended with them about to take out pretty much the entirety of the uh creatures because it didn't end but they were preparing to go pretty much wipe them out Hmm. and then that's more or less how it ended it was mostly just political stuff oh okay okay uh, for me, I did not get around to watching Futopi 2. I was very, very busy this week. I, I, like, to also give an example of like, I've just like the level of busy I've been all week. I haven't even played a single second of Digimon Survive yet. I've just been, I've had a very busy week. Well, a lot of people wouldn't blame you, so. That's true. I will also say on that, I don't even know if I want to finish my run. Not because it's a bad game, but because I saw what my final evolution is going to be for Agumon, and I don't, I really don't like it. <laughs> I want to start over now. Anyway, I do, I do, I will say this for Futo uh, Pi. I did see like the transformation scene on Twitter. Oh. Uh, so in this episode, um, Charles and uh, Shuturo uh, will transform into the common rider, whatever. Uh, and I thought the transformation was kind of funny because, like, you know, they, you know. Like in the previous episodes, it's like, you know, the, the, you know, where they say it's like the two of us make one detective, whatever, and it's like this nice bromance scene and stuff. So it's kind of like the same thing where it's like they have like their transformation gizmo, their morphing device, whatever. And then you just see Charles's body just go limp. (laughs) (laughs) He just passes out. And like, like his soul and essence essentially comes into Shaturo. They become like the Kamen Rider, which is split green and black. And then it's like a Dragon Ball Z fusion where they're both talking at the same time. That's funny. But yeah, you just see Charles just go, ah, and just like fall <laughs> to the ground. 
<laughs> so, I don't know. I'll, I'll be looking forward to watching uh, that episode, too. Of course, Recoil, though. I mean, it was all right this week. It was all right. So, you know, the beginning of the episode was a big focus on the uh, on a few, four different Lycoris who was killed and basically trying to figure out how they were killed, et cetera. Um, because it's still, you know, a big focus on, um, uh, like, this that antagonist character who's voiced by Kirito's voice actor. Yes. Don't know his name. Green-haired dude. That's all I can tell you. Kirito. Green-haired Kirito. That's all I can tell Kirito you. Kirito the second. Yeah, Kirito. Green-haired Kirito the second, basically. That's that's the best I can tell you. Uh, you know, so they're trying to do some investigating on that throughout this episode. It's like, you know, how they were essentially discovered, where it's like they were trying to figure out different, like, you know, where it's like maybe... Maybe the the bad guys have caught on to the Lycoris uniform, which is like a schoolgirl, you know, schoolgirl outfit, whatever. It's like maybe they caught on to like when they see that uniform, they know that they're Lycoris, whatever, blah, blah. Um, that other hacker, Walnut, who is, you know, forgot her name, but she's like the little girl that was in the yeah. briefcase, whatever, who's hanging out with them. She ends up revealing to the gang that she was the one that actually hacked into the DA, which is Lycoris, you know, because she was just paid to. She's like, I'm just sorry. I was just doing my job at the time, but she didn't tell them up to this point that, hey, I hacked into your systems a while ago and kind of fucked and got us on the fuck situation that we're in now, you know, and through some, you know, some general deduction, one thing after another, they discovered that like at the, um, um, at that coming back to that core photo, remember the photo where they happened to catch the arms still going in the background. Well, you know, there was four like chorus on the scene, um, who was there to, you know, try to stop it. Well, thanks to walnuts hacking at the time and giving it to the bad guys, they were able to get in some different like computer, like, you know, camera system stuff to find the four like chorus that were there to get their faces and end up murdering them, you know, cause they, gotcha. you know, they, we know who you are sort of thing. Uh, now for this episode, the uh, the other hacker that Walnut was going up against in that, that uh, chapter two, who he wears like a robot head, you okay, know, uh, whatever. Uh, you know, he's like a super skilled hacker. You know, he's basically he's he's being forced to get more information on Lycoris for Green Hair Kirito, and you know he gives him you know uh, Chisitos, um, you know like you know picture and stuff, and you know Green Hair Kirito laughs it off like it's no big deal because like whatever i guess because of her rank or how she looks whatever you know but he's just like trying to convince green hair kirito it's like no she's like one of the top top ones i swear to god he's like i swear to god like like green hair kirito's literally like got a gun to this dude's head it's like you better give me some good information like i swear to god she's one of the top (laughs) ones i swear it's to the point where like they had some agents like go bust into her house which her house was kind of interesting you get to see that in this episode because takina starts living with chasito as well uh, you know, just to kind of watch out for each okay. other because they feel like all the chorus is kind of under aim at the moment. Uh, so like you walk into her apartment and it's like pretty decent sized house and it's completely empty. There's not a single thing in that house at all. No furniture, no paintings, nothing. And then it's like, you know, lights are off, whatever. And Tahina's like, this is it. This is where you live. And she's like, Oh no, it's over here. And she like opens something up and there's like a ladder and you go down this ladder and you're in the, like an exact replica of that same apartment, but it's completely furnished because it's the safe house. So gotcha. people would bust into the top part of the, the apartment and it looks like, Oh, it's deserted, whatever. But then the like, actual apartment is below it is where, where she lives. You got some nice interaction between her and see, Takina. I would walk into that and go, I'm going to walk into a sociopath's home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, you got some nice little interactions where Takina like tries to like break up the chores where she's like, all right, we both have to do chores. You know, we both have to do our part. And Shisato's like, that's lame. I don't like that. I don't want to do chores. And it's just like, all right, well, you know, let's play a game. Let's, you know, who wins the chores? Like, okay. What do you want to do? So like, let's play rock, paper, scissors. And Shisato's like, all right, bet. Let's do it. Shisato wins literally every single round. And Takina is stuck with every single chore for the entire week at every port of the day. Every part of the day. Chito does no, does absolutely zero chores. Um, you know, I'm going to circle back to that here in a moment. So we also, you know, like I said, the, the hacker had some people go bust into the house, whatever, which Chito took care of them very, very easily. But there was like a drone outside that just happened to catch like where there were some blinds, you know, just kind of barely open. So they got one quick shot of her doing work. And the hacker's like, see, I told you she knows what she's doing. So now Chito's being targeted by Green Hair Kirito and all of his lackeys and stuff. You know, in this, uh, you get a v- pretty nice little action sequence between like all of them, where Chisito's actually getting her shit wrecked. Uh, you know, they come in, save the day, save Chisito, whatever. There's a giant explosion where Green Hair Kirito, there's no fucking chance this dude lived, but he did. <laughs> and he, he lived like unscathed. No shot. No shot at all. Okay. All right. Listen to this. 
So there was like I think it was a, uh, a it was like a van or something that got that kind of like crashed into a flagpole, whatever. Okay. And green hair Kirito was beside it, and there was another guy in the distance that fired a rocket launcher, but he kind of got like eh, like kind of knocked back a little bit, so the rocket launcher kind of got fucked up in its trajectory and fucking hit this van that, like man, green hair Kirito was literally standing right in front of this van. Rocket launcher hits it, blows it up. Green hair Kirito goes flying in the air and going into the lake. And I'm just like, okay, green hair Kirito's dead. Nope. He comes back literally the next scene, just wet, no damage. And I'm like, no shot. What the hell? No shot. That was a full-blown RPG that blew up a car literally like a foot away from him. There's no shot that he's completely fine. I know it's anime, but there's no fucking chance. Wow. But uh, you know, uh, you know, Jacinto's kind of like just kind of recovering, whatever. She did, she did get a little fucked up in this fight, mm-hmm. and in that process, uh, you know, Takina's talking to the other two about how she's stuck doing all the chores. She keeps losing the rock, paper, scissors for Jacinto, and they're just like, "Yeah, are you leading off with rock? Like, if you're just doing that, like, you got to keep in mind, Jacinto can like read people's movements before they do it. She's just gonna read your movement every time. So if you go like rock first mentality, she's gonna beat you nonstop. And Takina's like, like shock Pikachu face, like, "Oh fuck, you're right." <laughs> so you get a little funny shot at the end where Takina actually wins rock, paper, scissors and stuff. But uh, the majority of the bulk of the episode is, uh, you know, that whole sequence of where it's just now being targeted and that will now continue as well. Because like whenever the, you know, green hair Kirito goes back to that hacker, the hacker thinks he's fucked, you know, because yeah. of how bad the mission went down. But green hair Kirito was very pleased with him. He's like, you found someone very interesting. He's like, I want every bit of information you can give me on her. So, you know, now that's just going to be like the big focal point, I'm assuming, for, you know, basically the rest of the remaining six episodes of the show. And the season ends with him proposing. I don't know if he'd go that far, but we'll see. Uh, Rent a Girlfriend. Not a lot went down in today's episode. Uh, not, you know, not a whole lot to chat about there. Uh, it was, uh, yeah. Mizuhara's birthday was like the week, week prior, or whatever, yeah. you know, last that we got the pickled plums gift, whatever, blah, blah. Uh, so, you know, for this episode, it's like, you know, uh, Kazuya's just like, oh, I'm thinking about renting you next week. She's on, on this day. She's like, oh, sorry, I'm busy, but I didn't say what, you know, and then he pairs up with the boys and the boys like, Hey, we're going to some mixer here soon. You want to go? He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Goes to the mixer. Sure. Shit. There's, you know, Mizuhara and her normal everyday outfit, not being Mizuhara. So it's like a big awkward sequence, you know, um, you know, where everyone is start getting like, he basically it's just like, Oh God, are they going to figure out, you know, that she's actually like, are the boys going to figure out that she's actually Mizuhara? Who's, you know, he's introduced to as his girlfriend and stuff. You know, Cause she's like in her normal people clothes, like I said. Gotcha. So it, it, that's all it is. It's just like a lot of interaction there. Everyone gets horribly plastered to the point where it's just like, no matter what happens, no one can pick up like, Oh, that's actually Mizuhara. Okay. It's just cause it, it, they were also having like a drinking game that Kazuya was afraid that as she, maybe she got potentially like in bad situations, you know, of, you know, of how much she had to drink gotcha. could potentially out them. So as they're doing this drinking game, Kazuya is purposely failing where he has to be the one to drink. Cause it's like, whoever loses the game, that's who's got to drink that round. Gotcha. It's not like everyone's got to. So he purposely lost like every single round just was just going down. Until he went blackout. Yeah. Full blown, full blown back at blackout, got sick, whatever. You know, he's trying to, slowly waddle his way home, passing out on the side of the street almost. Mizuhara, you know, helps him home, helps him in his apartment, all that shit. You know, you have, like, some nice, sweet moments, I guess, where he's just like, I'm always a burden to Mizuhara, blah, blah, blah. And he's just completely just puking in the toilet. She's just there for him. That was the episode. You know what? I had a funny moment this week about Rin a Girlfriend hmm. because I was just going through my emails, and I had... I had two rant, weird ones back to back, which I wasn't paying attention. I was just sort of scrolling, deleting what's useless. And I had one that was that I actually looked at, which was um, Yakuza related. Yeah. Because Yakuza's going to be on PlayStation yep. Plus. Yep. Shout out, shout out. And I was like, oh, cool. Then I went and I just saw, and because his name's Kazuya, <laughs> and Yakuza's name is Kazuma, I, I read it as Kazuma and four girls. I went, what? <laughs> read a girlfriend? I was just like, what is Cosmo doing for click on it that said, when a girlfriend went, I've been played. Well done, Crunchyroll. You fucked me. <laughs> and backed out and carried on. Oh, man. They got you. They got yeah. you. 
Uh, next up, Classroom of the Elite, Season 2, Episode 6. I really enjoyed this episode. This was an enjoyable episode. Yeah. Okay, so for me personally, and I'm kind of curious on how you felt about it as well, there were three very key moments that just like really stood out to me in this episode. So the first one is just how disturbing uh, uh, Kishida was in this episode. Yes. Where she's just like, okay, you're the, I, I've decided I want you expelled now. And I like still in a very happy, you know, bubbly tone. I'm like, God, she is a disturbing human being. Yes. Is, red flags, red flags. Uh, and then I really enjoyed the whole sequence between, um, uh, Anakoji and, um, um, uh, the brother. I'm drawing a blank on her, on, oh. her, on her name again. Uh, Horika, Horika, is that her name? Horika? Rikta? Is that her name? Main main girl? You mean Sudo then? No. Suzune. You know, Suzune, her yeah. first name. What is her what is her last name that Kama she Kama goes by? Horita? Horika? Whatever. Horika? Yeah. Yeah. Well anyway. Her brother. Oh, okay. I I really enjoyed that sequence like where like, you know, the leading up to the race where he's just like you know, Ani Koji's just like, you know, if you're really that interested in me, I could be convinced to actually challenge you in a race, whatever. You know, I thought, you know, it's just actually like, go all out. Yeah, actually go all out. And I just love that moment of where the, you know, the brother's teammate gets to him and she's like, uh, um, sir, are, are you going to take it? He's just like, thank you. You did well. He's just standing there. Everyone just, else has already went, just me waiting, mugging. waiting for Ani Koji's teammate to get his and then just boom, just go. And I just love that whole sequence of just like where Ian Koji's having this inner, you know, dialogue where it's just like I've never run this hard in front of people all my life. I Meanwhile, he's still just just straight face. Yeah, like you see the brother look over at him, kind of smirk, and he Ian Koji's just like <laughs> <laughs> stone cold face. I loved it. That was great. It was fantastic. And we just get that moment where it's just like, well, you did great. Yeah, but I lost. Well, it's not your fault he fell, the guy on your track fell down. He's like, I still lost. Also, did you see those pictures I sent you of yes. the animation? That yes. was great. I saw that, that on Twitter. somebody caught that? Yeah. yeah, I saw that on Twitter first, and then I went, uh, as I'm watching it, I caught it immediately, where there was, a, like, there was uh, two shots in this episode where, you know, they're running around the track, and it got, like, animated wrong, where it kind of got glitched up, where if you look at it, it looks like a guy is running on top of another guy, and a guy is running on top of another guy's head. Yeah, so literally that, just yeah. stepping on him. Yes, yeah, so that was pretty funny. And then the third thing for me was uh, definitely that end portion. I love that end portion. I thought that was so sick. I was just like, oh, I've been recording the whole time. And then, you know, you could tell, you know, Ruin's kind of irritated. He's like, well, I've been recording the whole time, but he doesn't flip his phone around, so obviously you know he's not. He's just trying to get her to, you know, not call him on his bluff. He gets an email where it just says, listen to this. It's from Unknown, and he listens to it, and it's him. Of him telling. Yeah, and he's just like, whoever's pulling your strings – they're smart. I'm going to fucking out them. Yeah, I love that. I thought that was awesome. What my, was your thoughts? My thing with the whole thing, which that was a nice scene at the end, my whole thing is just... Because Karuna knows there's more to Ayano Koji. Yeah. But no one figures out it's Ayano Koji. Right? Right? That's what I love about it. <laughs> except, the so... bro- except the brother, he's just like, that guy's suspicious. Exactly. That guy's sus. Why is he helping my sister? That guy's sus as shit. <laughs> I mean, I also enjoyed the uh, Sudo and Suzune yeah, moment yeah, yeah. of her recruiting Sudo to be able to help her mm-hmm. continuously and have sort of making a deal similar to Ayana Koji and... Kushido. Um, Is that her name? Yeah. The Two-Face. Not Two-Face. Oh. The other girl. Oh. The one from the boat. That one, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. The one who we like get bullied to record her getting bullied. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't remember her name. I thought, man. You know it takes me forever. We're only six episodes in. Give me two more and I'll know names. <laughs> we only have half the season left. Give me two more and I'll know names. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a very good moment with her, just her falling, coming to realize that she needs she needs people to help her. She can't do it all. And the same thing with Sudo just being like, you didn't just want to win. You wanted to show off. And him coming to the good, yeah, I wanted to show off. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> After screwing up so much in the previous semester and all that fun stuff. Overall, overall very enjoyable. Uh, did like that we got more out of uh, Two Face Girl and that we she yeah she is actually the younger sister of uh, Class C guy, mm-hmm. and that there was a whole thing with middle school and the fact that the whole reason she wants to rid of, get rid of Horikita is because she knew who she was in middle school. She must can't allow anyone like that to be around. Yeah. And w- which, correct me if I'm wrong, this is like, what, the first time since season one where that other side has fully come out? Yes. I, okay, I thought so. Which, I think that's a great touch to the character, that that side comes out 
in that bubbly form every once in a while, like when it's just like her and I on a Koji, you know, yeah. like it'll come out in some conversations, but like the, the full blown, you know, change of personality in is that dark shady alley. Yeah. doesn't come out all the time. I feel like that's a nice touch on the character for this series is that it's very sprinkled in lightly. I think that's good in my opinion for how, how it's written. Yeah. She's trying to change her image from middle school. Yeah, exactly. Which, yeah, again, it goes back to the writing. I think it sounds like she was a part. thug and beach people when she's yeah, in middle school yeah because she's just like oh yeah i was a real problem child back then wasn't i so looking forward to seeing more on that but no this room's classroom this this uh week's classroom that elite was solid i watched that yesterday i had a really good time all right zach is it done yet because nope. it's, co- it's coming off the script in fall it's not yes it is it is not <laughs> we cannot get rid of it you know why i took him time and added it up i can literally say 24 hours of my life has spent just solely watching Dragon Quest. And I want everyone listening to know that's my fault. <laughs> Technically, it's 33 hours altogether, but there's a whole day that I could say a whole day of my life was spent watching Dragon Quest. We're not taking it off the goddamn schedule. Well, look, I'm going to tell you right now, if it's still going in fall and it doesn't get taken off the script, you're on a fucking timer. We have other shit to talk about. I don't it's more care. Important. You'll be on a timer. It's like, all right, I'm starting the timer, Zach. Get this done. That's fine by me. Okay. <laughs> but... Today on Meme Quest, so we had the hands throwing of the Grandmaster, Old Man versus Mistavern, only to discover that for whatever reason they never decided wanted to mention it ever again before this. But apparently the Grandmaster was part of Avon's Avon's party and helped fought Hadlar with him. And gonna also throw this out here, which they just threw in. Apparently there was a moment in time where they defeated Hadlar once already. Because this is how he explains how he knows the secret spell of frozen time. Because there was a battle before the end battle, which led to the death of Hadlar, where Avon, Pop's teacher, Makarov, and not Makarov, that's fairy tale. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> Martov. He should have been dead like nine times. Yeah. And then the Grandmaster fought Hadlar and his, and his minions. And. Avon cast that spell on Hadlar and with the backfire also cast it on himself. So the two of them were frozen in time where they couldn't move or anything or anything. And they were just frozen statues in this wasteland. Okay. Okay. Apparently that only lasted for a year and something happened. They didn't explain what happened, but that apparently only lasted for a year and there was peace for a year. Peace for a year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That all fun stuff. Then apparently after a year he broke free and then they continued the rest of their adventures where Grandmaster was a, part of it and they went and fought Hadlar and eventually killed Hadlar. Um yeah, he explains that's why he doesn't and he just he just straight beats the crap out of Mistavern. <laughs> like Mistavern literally couldn't do anything and just took punches. And then we had a moment with with Pop going, I can't cast Medora. It's like, why? Because people are counting on me. Oh I, I can't I can't deal with this. I usually I do my thing and then I hit the dirt and I've been fine with that. I can't <laughs> I can't I can't handle being the one that everyone's like and it has a moment where grandma's like, You can do it, Pop. Then he goes on to explaining his whole story of how he was with Avon and everything and just it gives him hit Pop the motivation like, I can do it. <laughs> Pulls back during all that and he's just right at the end, Mr. French just like Okay, yeah. Grabs the Grandmaster because he ran out of time using his full power. Puts him in front of him. He's like, you can't shoot me now. I have a hostage. You're wrong, Mr. Vern. I can shoot. What? (laughs) He lets go. (laughs) He lets go. It goes into slow-mo. The air's going. You see him just go in a racer pose. Zoom. Grabs the Grandmaster. Jumps away. He's like, later, nerd. (laughs) And Mr. Vern's like, shit. As the arrow's coming to him, it's just a nice moment. If it comes straight up, Mistvern, you think it's going to be over? And it goes to Mistvern's hand. Crackling light, crackling thunder. And not even a fucking hesitation. It just goes crackle, grab, throws that shit at Pop and Grandmaster, and obliterates the fuck out of them. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, okay. (laughs) That build up for just a second of Mistvern going, whoop. Nope. Like you could have gift just him just going, boom. Yeah, this is where you need to get that like that trademark nope effect put in. It's like uh, nope, <laughs> nope, and it's then, nope. And it just ends with everyone going, "They're gone," and it ends. <laughs> oh my god, is this series gonna end soon? I have no idea, 
We've killed Dark King Vern, apparently, as far as I'm concerned. Mr. Vern's just rolling on people. He's apparently just killed two people who I don't believe are I'm going to go look at the manga, and I'm going to see how much longer we have of this, <laughs> based on story content. Yeah. I think it's going to outlast all the fall stuff, I'm going to be honest. Please, no. Don't tell me. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's coming off the script. It's not coming off the script. We're not throwing away a day of my life. <laughs> yes, we are. No, we're not. Yes, we are. <laughs> Two years ago, you didn't expect this to go this long. No, I didn't. No, I'm sorry. I'm taking off the script. It's not coming off. <laughs> well, you're gonna be on a timer if it's still on there. In I'm the fine fall. with that. I did it so much quicker than any of your stuff. Well, you got like two minutes because we got other stuff to talk about. All right. God, I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> I really do. It's my fault though. I never took it off the script. You never took it off the script. I know. Uh, summertime rendering episode 17 uh, not a lot went down in this episode it was kind of like um, try to hunt down as many shadows on the island as they can to try to reduce you know Hyenie's army leading up to the festival day because obviously mm -hmm. Hyenie and uh, Shibi is currently in the recovery phase from getting fucked up so they can't really do a whole lot more at the moment while their other shadows can again hey let's go fuck up as many shadows as we can uh, we get a lot of backstory in today's, like a couple of flashbacks and stuff, because, um, you know, while everyone's split off into their set teams, like, okay, we're going here, we're going here, whatever, kill as many shadows as you can. Um, you know, uh, Shinpei and Urshiro, like, they go to one person's house, which was their former teacher back in the day, like when they were in school, discovers, like, the black mark on the floor. So it's like, okay, she's dead. She's been turned into a shadow. Uh, they end up finding her shadow, you know, trying to kill some little kids, Ursho and Shinpei. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ursho and Shinpei save the day. Kind of funny interactions there uh, because, like, as they're walking, which I, I hate myself so much when I saw this happen again because I forgot to mention it in a previous episode how funny I thought it was. So, like, whenever shit's about to happen and shit's going down, Ursho, since she's, like, you know, hyper-fast, supersonic speed shadow, right? She just straight up picks up Shinpei like he's a princess and just starts running with him in her arms. <laughs> and I forgot to mention that a couple episodes ago. So it's like they're walking. They you know, shit's about to pop off. Ursho picks Shinpei up and just like supersonic speeds away with Shinpei in her in, in uh, her arms. But like the thing is that was really entertaining about this sequence when they're battling the teacher is like you know they end up getting the teacher. They they sh shoot her shadow and she looks up at Shinpei. She's like, Shinpei, you've really grown. And, you know, she just, boop, just pops. And Shinpei's like, yeah, I have. So then Ursho starts talking to the kids where they're like, shh, you know, you can't say anything to the adults, you know, because Ursho's supposed to be dead, you know, and the whole shadow thing, whatever. And she turns around to Shinpei and looks at him and like, are you going to get out of the tree or what? Like, what are we doing? And Shinpei's like, you threw me in the tree. Get me down. He's trying to slowly get down. So that was pretty funny. Um, now, a couple things in this episode as well that was some interesting parts to note is... Um, so Shinpei points out that his time of another loop has been pushed back. This is the first time this has been kind of touched on, but the way it was essentially explained since he's lived now as long as he has in this loop, if he would die again, he would gain some extra time essentially. So okay. he, he basically saying that he has another loop which tells me he will die soon. <laughs> That's what that tells me is that if we feel the need to point that out, it tells me he's going to die. You know, it, um, Toiko, you know, the sister, she points out to Shinpei that like, Hey, when was the last time you slept? Cause like you have like the most massive bags under his eyes. Shinpei realizes that like, technically he hasn't slept for a very long time because he keeps dying and relooping, you know? So he finally takes a moment, gets some sleep. Good for him, whatever. During this whole process of sleep, you know, or Shoshi the Shadow doesn't need sleep. Nezu, you know, tries to sneak out, you know, the old man. And Ursho uh, yeah. insists that, uh, you know, she comes with him, whatever, just case her shadows. He's kind of like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm alone. She's like, no, nah, I need to come. He's like, all right, fine, whatever. You know, they go back to his place. He says, you know, wait outside. He goes in. She immediately comes in. He yells at her. He's like, I said wait outside. She's like, I came in because I sensed a shadow. He's just like, I know. Uh, apparently his wife was killed and became a shadow and he basically has his wife pinned down of the shadow form in his in his house kinky because he hasn't had the the heart to finally kill the shadow you know it's all that's left of his wife when he comes in he says i'm home whatever but she starts like screeching like a walking dead zombie or something uh but he, in this sequence he finally has the heart to kill her where he's just like you know i know this needs to end i know this isn't her or whatever so kills her so that was a nice little sequence 
Um, that's pretty much it for the episode, though. Like, the biggest portion, I feel like there's a lot of time sunk into that whole flashback sequence of Urshiro with the teacher and just how they were as kids and stuff and that. And basically, the teacher's impact they had on their life, and they had, like, a little mourning period. The teacher is dead. They killed the shadow, all that good shit. That was essentially the episode, though. I mean, it was it was a good episode. I enjoyed it, personally. Uh, what was your favorite episode of the week? Mm, probably Overlord classroom for me classroom was really good uh all right uh we can get into chapter ratings for the week yeah knock things out in beautiful fashion uh one piece 1056 uh i would give this chapter probably an eight i enjoyed it i enjoyed it uh my hero academia 362 10 10 i give it a nine you're a bitch uh i will say this for people that read my hero and I've really made my case on this particular character on multiple occasions. I don't think it's a thing what happened. I just don't. I genuinely, genuinely don't. And it's not be me like being in denial or anything like that. Cause like if it did happen, hey, let's go, baby. Let's go. Great, great arc. Loved it. Loved everything about it. The send off was gr- every, everything about it. Fantastic. Great. I just don't think it's a thing because of how this chapter was written, you know, there was a couple of key things that took place in this chapter. And I'm sure you saw it too. There was that one little, that quick, like single flashback panel mm-hmm. that, that shot. And then like the, the spiritual figure shot, whatever. Yeah. Those two shots alone is enough to convince me. This is not real. I am dead ass convinced. Okay. Some weird shonen shenanigans is about to happen. And the train that Josh and I have been riding on for like two years is about to make it to the fucking station. That's that's the boat that I'm on. But again, if this is real and this actually happened, 10 out of 10. I've loved this arc. This arc has been fantastic. Uh, It's been good. Black Clover, uh, 333. I give it an 8, personally. I liked it. I'm here for it. I'll give it an eight. JJK one ninety three. Give it a seven. You, Michigan's core family one forty one. Uh, I give this one a six. Honestly, Oof, I don't. Okay. Really, I don't really care for the kind of the direction they took with this. Undead and Luck one twenty two. I'd give this one probably a nine. This is a very very good chapter. Uh, Mashal one nineteen. Forgot to read it. My fault. I'll give it an eight. Sakura days eighty two. Eight. Mm, seven. I lose Samurai 74. <clears throat> I'll give it a seven. Uh, Blue Box 64. Fucking nine. nine is, I, I'm telling you, in the grand scheme of things, she's not in the league. I mean, she isn't, but at this point in time, she is. I'll give it a nine as well. P6, 44. I'll give it a seven. Akane 25. Give it an eight. Did Chainsaw Man have a new chapter this week? Not that I saw. Okay, I think it was on its break. Uh, so I think everything we have Jump Plus is on a break this week. Uh, Weekly Show Magazine, Tokyo Avengers is on a break. Uh, Run a Girlfriend, 247. I don't think there was a 247 chapter now. I think about it. Was there? Um, I, I know I know Weekly Show Magazine was on a break because there's a new Edens and Seven Deadly. But I don't know if Run a Girlfriend had a new chapter now. I think about it. The last chapter I remember was the one for sure for last week's. So I guess not. Eden 0203. Uh, Six, it, not a whole lot happened. S- seven deadly sins. Four Nazi apocalypse. So what happened here? Chapter 74. All right, listen. It. I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> 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 like, the fact that this is the direction that we're going with the character that appeared in the last chapter, you know, character from the original series being Jericho. Remember Jericho? The Vaguely. Ch- the, it, she was pretty much in... Uh, oh, she was Bond's... The girl the, who the, kept falling gr- around Bond. Yeah, the girl that had the hots for Bond. Yeah, yeah. Her, yeah she made a reappearance last chapter. Uh, she made a prominent appearance in this chapter as well. So, uh, okay. Um, that's how, how to put this. So, w- at, with where we are in this story, you can take like a general, like educated guess how old she should be. You okay. know, because you know we we are further from the original story. She was like what, probably in her her, her teens in the original story, something like that. Yeah. So she's probably like late twenties. You know, um. So in this chapter, we get the reveal that she's actually in love with Lancelot, Bond's son, who is a child like legitimately like in love with him and she even openly says like that's disgusting right yeah you're right it is 
Like that's literally dialogue in this chapter. She's like, yeah, it's really disgusting, isn't it? Because she like, La- she she's Lancelot's master apparently. So what Lancelot is work, you know, not Lancelot. Sorry, Jericho is working for Camelot and Arthur. So Lancelot okay. like confronts her. He's like, why are you a knight of Camelot? Blah blah blah. And she starts like you know referencing back to when essentially she was you know his master, and they were there was like six years they spent together when he was a little kid, and it, like it showed flashbacks of him being like a little ten year old kid. And, like, even a shot of him as a little 10-year-old kid, and she, like, kind of, like, looking over her shoulder and blushing, where she's just like, here I am as a grown woman falling in love, you know, with Bond's kid, whatever. I'm like, what am I reading right now? (laughs) I'm not shocked by this. I'm just disappointed. I mean, that's a... This is not the direction I thought we were going to go. That's a very interesting choice on the author. Props to you, author. There's a lot of comments where it's just like, guys, if we hear some news where so, like the AP, like someone raided his his apartment soon, don't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, I I can't make this up. This is actually the plot point that like because like she is like openly admitting her feelings to Lancelot, like up front in tears that she's in love with him, like full blown, like in love with him, blah blah blah, and he's just like what <laughs> like and that was me reading this chapter it's like you know what? what's the sad part if that character doesn't die it could end with four with four nights of the apocalypse him being older and being married to her when he's older <laughs> that's that's grooming to a major extent oh my sweet god some of the comments though were just peak hilarious where it's just like you know uh it's like like father like son or it's more like likes father like son and just stuff like that and i'm just like god i hate this <laughs> i hate what we're doing here this like again i'm not surprised i'm just disappointed like there's some su- didn't she also get hypnotized by um what's his name the probably i don't know from uh he was lust oh yeah I, yeah i think so do you think that could have messed her up Oh, man, it could have. I don't know, man. This chapter disturbed the shit out of me. That's all I can tell you. Okay. I'd give it, like, I'd give it a zero. Like, I'm, dude, I I hate that direction. I don't give a shit if we're just like, oh, well, you know, we're in, like, this old medieval time. Dude, that's fucking disgusting. Like, that's full-blown grooming. Like, ah, uh, that didn't set well with me. I'm not a fan. That's that's stupid. Uh, jumping over from there, uh, webtoons, uh, unordinary. To I will say, I want webtoons. I'm finally catching up on God of High School. So at some point, it'll be back on the rating lineup. But I'd say by the time that we come back with our normal episodes here in a couple weeks, it'll it, it'll probably be back on the lineup. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see. Uh, unordinary, uh, two seven one. I'll give this one a nine. I really enjoyed this dad son like little bonding throwdown session. I'll give it an eight because William. This raises a lot of questions William on him. William can throw hands. This, this raises a lot of questions on him because he's just like, he's getting rocked. He's like, oh, yeah, that was good. Let's go. Keep going. I'm just like, you're not normal. <laughs> so they're, you're unordinary. So I want, I want to know more. Uh, True Beauty, 218. Um, still at a very pivotal moment of the series, of course. I would give this one probably an 8, though. I'd give this one an 8. It was, it was okay. I, I mean, look, with how it ended, I'm looking forward to seeing how we're going to keep going, though. Uh, Weak Hero, 202. I'll give it an eight. Uh, I'll give it eight as well. L seed one eighty one. Seven. Uh, let's play one seventy four. I'm gonna give this one probably a ten. Honestly. Damn. Okay. This was a very good chapter, but it's like a very good chapter of it's meant to piss you off. Okay. You know what I mean? It, it did its job on that. Where it's like we are now very quickly, and I mean quickly approaching a potential like defining moment between like Sam and Charles's relationship because like it's already been kind of teased of where Charles is like starting to like kind of let go where he you know let go of him holding back essentially where he is now unleashing kind of like how he truly is where he's okay. a, he, he, he's a dom is what it comes yeah. down to so he's a you know, mine sort of person, right? And we're now reaching that point very heavily, and it's too, it's gonna reach a very unhealthy point very quickly. Cause, like, in this chapter, you know, he comes over for the night, whatever, you know, and he is just immediately locked into his mode of, I wanna fuck. And Sam tries to, you know, say, hey, why don't we just like cuddle instead? He's like, oh, yeah, we can do that after. She's like, well, no, can we just like cuddle? 
you know, it's just like get like more close, be kind of more intimate. And he's like, there's nothing more intimate than me being inside of you. And like she's, you know, and she's like tries to tell him to stop. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, he says something else. And then she basically just like, or we could just have sex, you know, and just like leaves it at that. Yeah. So we're, we're going to be very quickly reaching a point of defining point for their relationship, especially with how it ended. Cause like, you know, like the previous couple chapters, whatever, you know, Sam was talking to, to Marshall, just like venting and stuff. Cause they're just friends. They're neighbors. Yeah. Of course they're friends, you know, and Marshall happened to send Sam a text saying, say, Hey, if you need to talk, ho- hopefully things go well, whatever. If you need to talk, just let me know. Well, Sam's asleep and Charles is the one that picks up the phone and reads that. And it was like a very, like, it was a very nice shot of like when he relocks the phone, all you see is his eyes and his eyes look like all green and evil, like in a sense, cause it's like the mind mentality yeah. where it's like, even though he knows Marshall because he dated Marshall's older sister and like, whatever, like he should know Marshall's not really a threat. He's still got that mind mentality in him. Uh, and then Sam happens to wake up. It's like, what are you doing with my phone? And that's the end of the chapter. Gotcha. So shit's about to start accelerating very, very quickly. I enjoyed this chapter because it, it made me very angry. Like that sort of mentality from guys or whatever. That's uh, that, 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 that pisses me off. Uh, Sub-Zero, of course, is on its break right now, down to Earth 108. I forgot to read this one, actually, which is kind of disappointing. I, now that I think about it with what happened in the last chapter. Pseudo-Armor is on a break. Mage and Demon Queen is back. I'd give this one probably an 8. Very curious what the hell happened at the end of this chapter. Most of this chapter focused on like uh, like the, kind of the other group of humans, the other heroes, you know, that we've kind of seen. And then, you know, the reason why I'm kind of curious what the fuck happened is because where we left off with, you know, Mallory and, uh, you know, Vel, because they were getting down and dirty. Oh. Yeah, that's where we left off with them. So when it comes to the end of this chapter, you see like a coffin, right? You see like a bunch of guards trying to say, oh, yeah, that's the coffin of that person, whatever, and blah, blah. The coffin opens, and it's Mallory, like in a white robe and stuff. She's got kind of dazed, and that's like the end of the chapter. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? Well, one of the comments killed me. She's like, man, Mallory went from getting fucked to getting fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, that was fantastic. That was that. Of course, that was a top comment. Uh, Reunion 26, I don't think I read, and uh, Immortal Weekly 9, I did not read either. Uh, favorite chapter of the week? Blue Box. My Hero, for sure. With obviously close second being Let's Play. Yeah. But yeah, My Hero, hands down, no doubt. Um, all right, well, that's it for today's episode. I'm glad I got my seven deadly sins rant out because I read that chapter last night and I just like as soon as I as soon as I got to the single panel, the page of you know I'm in love with you, Lancelot. I've been in love with you. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have to lock this and I'll pick that back up in a little bit. I'm not can't read that right now. I mean, I gotta give props to the author for willing to do something as risky uh, that. Yeah, but it's not okay in this day and age, regardless of the reason. But the author willing to be ballsy enough to be like, I'm going to throw this out there in the universe and be, yes. and hoping that something good was going to come out of I... it. It's just like, oh, God. I saw literally no comments on the website that I read Seven Deadly from where it's just like, yeah, this is a fine story direction. Everyone was just like, what the fuck did I just read? And that should be the appropriate it, reaction. Yeah, it should be. Like, I mean... It, Ah, uh, man. All right. I will also say, um, from what I've seen, I guess Crunchyroll manga is fully dead. Oof. Yeah, it has not updated Seven Deadly Edens in, since like when I noticed that yeah. it didn't update. Yeah, it's still not updated. So I'm assuming that app is just, I guess, Crunchyroll's abandoning it, which doesn't surprise me because I don't feel like it probably got a lot of traction anyway. No, I doubt it. I, I would doubt that it got a lot of traction. So I don't know. Uh, I want to say there was something else that I wanted to shout out at the very beginning, and I remembered halfway through the episode, and now I can't remember it again. And I'm really upset that I can't remember it again because it was something cool. But you got anything that you want to shout out? Uh, go check out Rogue Energy. They're releasing their new flavor August 19th. Ooh, that's Rocket true. Pop. Yeah, Rocket Pop. I'm With a collector's box. I'm buying it day one. Day one purchase. Get me some Rocket Pop Rogue. I'm here for that. Especially since like the Great Popsicle is pretty solid. Oh, yeah. It's I'm good. looking forward to trying the, the Rocket Pop. I'm probably going to grab Rocket Pop, too. It's, uh, I'm not sure what it's going to taste like, but it sounds interesting. Yeah. I love Rocket Pop flavored drinks. Rocket Pop flavored drinks are, are fucking great. But I don't think I've ever had like an energy drink that's tastes that's been a Rocket Pop flavor. I don't think I've ever had that. I can't think of a brand that sells a Rocket Pop energy drink. I really can't, but uh I guess the only other two shout outs that I've got is one, we may have a new partnership soon. So shout out to that. Shout out to that. Uh which will <laughs> which will come with a challenge. Which will come with a challenge. We'll see how well we do that challenge. Uh, and then also, uh, I put out a tweet, I think it was yesterday, 
on my Twitter at Oxlight23. Give me a follow. I appreciate that. Uh, involving starting the uh, you know a new venture for Sparky Three, and I want to specifically shout out on this episode because like on, on this show because like it relates to the theme of Anime Plus. You know, it definitely relates to the theme of Anime Plus. We have a new venture in the works that I'm very excited for and looking forward to talking about more. I'm hoping that it will fully be revealed to the world by the end of this year. I think it is my current timetable goal. So it's a little little extra for you here at the end of the episode. Just a little something for you to think about on your way out the episode. With that said, I'll hit the music. We'll get here. Dude, right, I'm cool. fucking starving. I got some tacos and I'm here for it. <laughs> All right. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can hit that subscribe to help us build that community. And you can also hit the bell to notify you any video go up. And you should also go check our YouTube of Animan Plus and go subscribe there so we can build that. And stop posting on Sparky3 and just post on there. That would help with great a lot. Thank you very much. Bye. He is 100% right because that would 100% help the algorithm because posting everything at Sparky3 fucking kills us but you know what it is what it is this is our main channel but yes do everything he said and more check us out on our website as well sparky3.com you sign up for free or sign up five bucks a month uh head over to the merch store sparky3shop.com where we do a promo code promo code tech probs with a z we're currently 30 percent off because we've had a slew of tech problems over at a terrible football show shout out to that being back and live a lot of good conversations over there join the discord down in the description below and check out the other shows game static table for talk about movies and spark park with all that said, I think that's it. Uh, we'll actually see us in real time in like two weeks. And hopefully you enjoy the next couple of weeks of episodes. Uh, again, being on the big five, big three of animes per decade. And as well as our recommendations for the best gateway entry point animes for people. Uh, until next time, guys, see you in a couple of weeks. Bye.